local sports leader. Suns insider Kellen Olsen joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olsen, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. We appreciate Kellen's ability to join us for the second time this week. Normally, we only talk to Kellen once per week, but we are in the middle of the playoffs. Wait, where's your microphone? There we go. There we go. All right. Trev's a little rusty. Once is usually enough, but we're going to go two times with Kellen. Oh, man. Kellen, you going to let him talk about you like that? Come on, man. Doesn't he always chirp up more when I'm not physically there? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're such a physical (laughs) presence. (laughs) My God. Uh, Well, you're off to a good start today so far. (laughs) Jeez. All right, Kellen. Uh, Yeah, it is your second visit this week, but you're in Denver. You're joining us live right now from the Mile High City. Tomorrow, game one between the Suns and the Nuggets, and there are so many burning questions on this one, it's hard to know where to start. You've got a three-part preview up at ArizonaSports.com right now. Part one probably focuses on the question that most of us have about this series. DeAndre Ayton versus Nikola Jokic. We all saw what we saw two years ago. Does DA have that in him again to do it again this time around? Yeah, we we know that he has it in him. It's just a matter of if he's going to do it. And this just kind of speaks to the volatility of him as a player overall. You just never know. We just don't know. We, We know what he's capable of. And for what that him being capable of right now being playing to the level of the back-to-back MVP in a playoff series. It's pretty remarkable that that's one of the levels that we're talking about that he can reach, but he's capable of it in this series as a whole. Um, in part three of the preview, I also got into how like Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, their roles in the office as well. I think this just kind of speaks to how the series as a whole, if the Suns are able to get what they need out of DeAndre and get what they need out of Chris Paul, get what they need out of Kevin Durant and not have it be Booker Heroics like it more was in the last round, I think they're going to be fine. I think this series shouldn't be that much of a problem for them. But assuming one of those things doesn't come to plan or multiple of them do, I think they're starting to get really in trouble here and as you can tell him i have a prediction but i have no idea how the series is going to go really no clue no and, and you know that's where you know i think the key for deandre honestly is just to not get in foul trouble now i like you know i like biz coming in and giving you a little bit of presence so you've got a lot of fouls that you could give on, on Jokic. but you know the key for deandre and we've seen at times when we've had tots to sit for long even in the playoffs we had a stretch where he had to sit for a long period of time in foul trouble he's you know it's it's, it's easy for centers to get in foul trouble against Jokic. He's got to avoid that. He absolutely doesn't. He needs to get back to just being the biggest, uh, the, the best guy on the team when it comes to his motor and his energy. Some of the clips I included in there in the preview were uh, of plays that I'm sure some Suns fans were surprised to see from him if they had just started watching this year. Maybe there are some KD fans that have only been around for a couple of months covering the team and following it. But you look at some of those offensive rebounds that are like, they're called 50-50 balls, but they're really like 90-10 balls where DeAndre had a 10% shot at, and he just kept getting them with those great hands that he has. But there's the part. I say great hands, and 15 people in their car just now were like, what did you just say? He has great hands. Did you watch last series? Yes, he does. He has really good hands. 
but they're just inconsistent just like him as a whole. And and he just needs to run up and down the court, too. I think wearing out Jokic was a big thing. You guys remember the flagrant foul campaign that got him ejected. I just think that was him just being at the end of his overall effort that he had exhausted himself through. And DeAndre had a huge part to do with that, with how active he was getting up and down the court. And at the bare minimum, if he's doing that energy stuff, guys, and staying out of foul trouble, I think it's a win for the Suns. And then if you talk about the scoring, uh, doing a good job defensively on Jokic, limiting him to 25 instead of 40, then that's a bonus in my opinion. Kellen Olsen, live from Denver. Tomorrow's game one, you'll hear here on Arizona Sports, this Western Conference semifinals, a rematch from a couple of years ago. And obviously things have changed for both of these teams in terms of players who are here and players who are available. I want to go to your second part of your preview because I thought that was the most thought-provoking part of all of this was Devin Booker, who he guards, the minutes he's played, how much energy he needs to expend on both ends of the court, and how exactly they're going to manage Devin Booker. Look, he's in tremendous shape, I give you that, but given the shots that he's defended and the shots that he's taken and how involved he's been on both sides of the floor, are, are you a little worried about overwork when it comes to Devin Booker in this series and what they might need from him? I am, yeah, and part of that preview got into Jamal Murray and just how effective he's been. Uh, Gambo's made a great point over the last two years about this Suns team and just how some nights you weren't sure who the, who the second guy was going to be after Chris faded a bit. And if you look at this Denver team, the second guy is supposed to be Murray, but there are some nights where it hasn't been necessarily for them over the course of this season, but it is in the playoffs, and he is a tremendous playoff performer, and the Suns are going to need their best defensive effort on him to contain him, and I think part of that will have to do with Devin Booker and him playing and, and playing defense on him, but to your point, the fascinating bit of research I found in there is that the 216 minutes that he played over five games, when you look at a five-game span in the first round, that's only been done three other times in the last eight years, and the, one of the other guys is Kevin Durant, and then it's Dorian Finney-Smith and Pascal Siakam last year, but once we hit 2016, guys, they just stopped. Those kind of minute allocations just stopped. All of the load management data started coming in, all the sports science stuff that indicated that this wear and tear was just too much. The Suns don't believe so, with those minute totals at least. And it'll be interesting to see not only how many minutes Book is playing, but how many of them are going to be at that high level because we've seen how great he is defensively. But do you want him to potentially wear himself down guarding Jamal Murray? Then again, he's probably the best option to guard Jamal Murray. It's a lot of questions here. We're going to start to get some answers to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm happy that they got rid of him in five and got you know three full-plus days of rest. You know, I think that that's important. I, I, I want to ask you about the bench because for a long time, you know, the Nuggets weren't getting contributions from their roster. They were really struggling, especially when Jokic came out of the game. But it did seem like in this series against Minnesota that that bench really provided a, a lift for them. It absolutely did. Yeah, I'm digging through the numbers for the final part of the preview tonight. And last, uh, during the regular season, I should say, the Nuggets had a minus 10 net rating when Jokic was off of the floor, meaning at 10 points per 100 possessions they were getting outscored by. That's awful. They had a 12 net rating when Jokic was on the floor. That's outstanding. In the playoffs so far, it's only been 60 minutes that Jokic has sat for, but their net rating is 20 when he sat out. Now, that's, again, 60 minutes. There are some big runs in there that have really inflated and padded that stat, but they've gone to Jeff Green as a small ball five, and it's worked. And if you look at definitive advantages in this series, Gambo, I'm not exactly sure where too many are for either side. I mean, obviously, for the Suns, they've got the two stars, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, but 
I think Denver's got a pretty decisive and definitive edge here in the bench, and I think that could really wind up mattering. They've figured some stuff out there. Both Browns, Bruce Brown and Christian Brown, both of them are really good. The rookie, especially from Kansas, has been impressive. And then Jeff Green's coming off a good series. They play small, and uh, once those reserves start to trickle in, it'll be interesting to see how the scores match and how much Denver can get away with Jokic sitting and how much the Suns can get away with Booker and Durant resting. All right. Normally, we open a segment, the 245 segment, with the Twitter poll question of the day. We're going to end it because we want Kellen's answer on this one, too. So go ahead and hit it for me, Trev, if you will, please. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Rubes, what you got for us? It was the first question you mentioned, and we had to pose it to the people as well. Do you believe that DeAndre Ayton can replicate his 2021 performance against Nikola Jokic this year? Simple yes or no, gentlemen. We'll start with Gambo. Not will. Can. Can he? Can Not he? will. Can he do it? Yes. Yeah, he can. Yes, he can. Can. I don't know where you're going on, but he can. It's there. Kellen? Yeah, I'm with you guys. He can. Okay. Now, will he? I think that's the more interesting question, perhaps. And I'm not sure. I'm not Would sure. you all be no on will if I changed it to will he? If you change it to will he, you could put me down for a no. Jokic has more a better supporting cast now. That he did back then. So the game's different. You know, the game's just different. It's so hard to compare him because now he's got his, you know, the one-two punch is there, which makes it, look how much better Devin Booker is with a better one-two punch. Yeah. 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 If you change the question to Will, I would I would say no. I, I, I yeah. just, Go ahead, Kellen. Well, I'm with you guys, and I think this just more speaks to how outstanding he was then, right? Yeah, it's less right. about the heights that he could reach now and just, like, he was phenomenal during that whole run. But, again, we know what he's capable We've seen it. Yep, Chris Paul was going to get him a bag two years ago when he got the bag. Uh, what's the audience say on this one? 61.7% believe that, yes, DeAndre Ayton can replicate his 2021 performance against Jokic. 38.3% say no. Kellen has three preview pieces up at ArizonaSports.com. Part four is coming tonight. Kellen, yes? Yes, sir. We don't stop. We don't stop. No, we don't. We do crank out up, the content. Do you, do you wake up like in the middle of the night with thoughts and just write them down? No, I had to be up at 4.30 a.m. for my flight, and I have not slept since, and I'm not going to sleep until tonight. But it's that time of year. I'm looking at Ballerina out my window right now. I'm excited. I love it. Outstanding. Kellen, we appreciate it. We look forward to reading your stuff. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, guys.